I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is your official spoiler warning. If you have not seen the Clemente arc of ER, and if you have avoided the last three and a half months of ER-arama, we have one more podcast that that you won't want to listen to. And... If you're not listening to us because you don't want ER season, you're a fuck. Anyway, this is your... No, that's okay. It's fine that they... Like, I don't want to be rude. Yeah. you. 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 How would you feel if I ruined Star Trek for you? Yeah. Yeah, I would be a little upset. Yeah, and there are so many people like, what a, okay. what a loser. Hey, I'm so sorry. If you are the one or two people that are currently watching mm. ER and you're not listening because of that, this, you're not an idiot. If you're like... Well, I'm not going to listen to it because I always meant to watch mm. the Clemente arc on ER. That's a little bit weird. Yeah. But if you're watching all of ER, hey, no judgment here. This is just a spoiler warning. You do with that what you will. Good. Peace. I hate the word. Adam. 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 One leg is going to fucking take it. Yeah, Mission Zach's Leguizama-rama, or shall I say ER-a-rama, and it is our final episode of er of rama to be very clear, not Leguizama-rama. This Fuck podcast is going to go for fucking ever. So <laughs> Johnny Legs won't stop Just making Just take a shit. break, man. Can you take a break so that we can finish this podcast? What happened? Do you know what's going to be really annoying is when we finally do get to the end of this podcast, he's going to release something fucking amazing. It's like the laundry mish. Mm-hmm. You know how, the, like... Here's my here's what my existential crisis around doing laundry mm. is. I don't do the laundry naked, mm. so there will always be laundry. Yes, there will the always when, be laundry. The worst is when you do laundry at night because you put in a load of laundry and then you piss about for an hour and then you're like, oh, I've got to get changed, and you're wearing nickies, and it's like, well, I've got some dirty nickies. And I don't know what to do with these dirty nickies now because all my nickies are in the wash. So now I've got to put this in the bottom of the basket and there's just going to be dirty nickies in the bottom of my basket. If to do the dishes, you had to wear plates. Yeah. It's like it's so never, there's never a sense of finality with laundry. Mm. I just think that I think that we'll never really truly stop doing this podcast because Johnny Legs just keeps making stuff. It's very similar to working in sex work. Why? Because uh, once you start in sex work, the money is so good mm. that often when you try and retire from sex work, mm. you find yourself going back to sex work. Um, not, not saying, though, that the money is good. This, um, to be very, very clear, the money that we John make... John Leguizamo-themed <laughs> podcast, the money is not great. It makes us crumbs, mate. <laughs> but we enjoy doing it. I'm saying yeah. it's like... The, the love for Johnny Legs is the money. My dream for this <laughs> podcast, and don't quote me on this when we announce that we're wrapping it up in six months. Yeah. <laughs> My dream for this podcast is we catch up yeah. 
And then it's just something we record five times a year. Yeah, that'd be... Because that's what he does. Every time he does a new thing, we'll get together, do a podcast, add it to the RSS feed. Yeah. Oh, that's the dream. To be very clear, I don't work and never have worked in sex work. Um, Not that there's anything wrong with that. I don't think you should have to say that. Don't say that. No, I'm happy to. No, I know you're happy to. But you shouldn't say that because there's no shame in it. I'm not ashamed. I'm but, not ashamed. But you said you had to clarify that you didn't do it. No, just because I could imagine people be See, like... I'm going to leave it a mystery if I've been a sex worker or not. Well, now you've made it really clear that you are a sex worker because you're very defensive of the industry. I'm also quite defensive of the industry, but I've never been a sex worker. Mm. I am... Um, yeah. I, I think that I've got friends who have worked in sex work. I personally have not. I'm not ashamed. I'm not going to say whether or not I have or not as in solidarity. With your brothers and sisters with and se- friends. With sex workers. Yeah. Um, maybe I have, maybe I haven't. All right. Fair I enough. I would not make a lot of money <laughs> as a sex worker. I would. I'm niche. So are you, actually. You would. No. Yes, you would. You don't no. think that you would, but you actually would. No. Take it from someone who works in sex work. I saw an interview with a sex worker once and they said um, it, it's hard for men because they have to, they all have to be really buff. Yeah, that's, that's probably that's fair. Because it's a different kind I'm of I'm a niche. I um. The I've, I there's this, have you ever heard of something called squashing or squishing? Mm-hmm. I would love to. You've heard of it. Um, I just love. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, I I would love to know how to get in, involved in it because it sounds great. It's where you get a large person, usually a woman, mm-hmm. um, or female presenting person, and they then sit on what is usually a man or male presenting person, and they squish them. With their body weight. Ooh. And um, it's often used by athletes, often used. That's what they say. It's like, oh, no, this is because I'm an athlete or I like the gym and I like it's like a good strain on the muscle. Um, but I think it's also probably a sexy thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't know how I would find that kind of work. Oh, sure. I think it would pay good. The internet, yeah. I should look up. I don't I think you'd be up. big enough to be squishing. I could squish. Oh, I could you. squish. I'm like, I don't, like, I'm, I'm a big girl, but like a staffy, I'm heavier than I look. <laughs> <laughs> like you look at me and you, you go, that's a big bitch. And I am, but I weigh, like numerically, my, my number, my weight is much higher than I look. Like, yeah, a, right. like a staffy. Or like a sumo wrestler. Excuse me. Because they're all muscle. Yeah, that's true. I'm not muscle at all. I'm just Nish dense. Is, um, I'm just dense. All muscle. No, I'm not. I'm like a suitcase full of books. <laughs> it doesn't. You don't think it would weigh that much, but it fucking does. I just imagined you in the gym being like, <laughs> and then like having like like fifty bowls of ramen every day. <laughs> that's the truth. That's really what I'm up to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. This is not why you guys tuned in to hear about yes, my. It is. All right. The problem sorry. Is. No, what I should apologize about is I'm drinking a Coca Cola. So there's a lot of. Yeah, that's so. That's, that's, that's pretty young. That's fine. I haven't even had dinner yet. I'm so excited. When I get home, do you want to know what I'm having for dinner? What? Um, I feel like a child. Uh, roasted veggies. Fuck yeah. Roasted taties. My partner does a really good roasted tatie and does them whole. Like, you know how you chop them up mm. to roast a tatie? That's how I roast my how taties. One, cho- one chops them up. I, I get a potato, like a regular wash, washed potato. And I cut mm-hmm. it into quarters when I roast. My partner does the whole tatey. Wow. Peels it and does the whole tatey. And they're really good. He like he like puts them in the oven and roasts them with vinegar, red wine vinegar. Okay. It's off the chain. That sounds really lovely. Yeah. So I've got roasted tatey's, roasted pumpkin. 
I think some snow peas, yeah. not roasted. They're going to be steamed. Mm-hmm. Of course. With some vegan chicken nuggets because I'm a child and I found I them. I nuggets. found my favourite chicken nuggets on special at Coles this week. I love a nug. Love a nug. I love nugs. Yeah, same. No, like, no one doesn't like a nugget. If you don't like chicken um, or you don't eat chicken like, like myself, vegan chicken nuggets are so good. That's great. You've had the vegan chicken nuggets. They're good. Yeah. Yeah, they're good. I mean, it's, 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 there's a few foods where I go, it's odd to me that they're not just like as a rule vegan. Dim Sims are in that category. Yeah. Do you know what blows my mind? It's really hard to get a good vegan hot dog. And that. Oh, so hard. And I'm like, why? It's really hard. There's nothing about that that is particularly meaty. Mm. And I think that's just a, I think the science must be there. I think be, there surely. would be good hot dogs out uh, there. Have you had a Beyond sausage? But is it a hot dog? No, it's a sausage. I'm talking a plastic skinned, so, mm. squeaky hot dog. Do you remember Little Boys? When you remember, they're still yeah, thin. They, they're not extinct. <laughs> Thank God you called it a little boy. You are my. Um, you are my. Uh, like I can't even think of what to describe you as, Mish. Am I the Edie Sedgwick to your Andy Warhol? Yeah, great. Love that. No, you're my, like, um, my, uh, like, I know I'm sane. You know, you're my, yeah. like, um, anchor, my lifeline to oh. sanity. Well, no, what? 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 Because I agree with you. Maybe we're both fucked. No, yeah, no, well, good. I don't great. think it's that, you, that, that I'm sane. Maybe, yeah, yeah, maybe you're, you're my sane. enabler. Yeah, I think I enable you, Zach. Because I, the There's other day. There's nothing wrong with little boys. Everyone calls them little boys. Today at work, you, you were at you were done, like, at my job. <laughs> right, God, this is not my job. This is my hobby. <laughs> yeah, you watch the point of this podcast is When I fuck job. around with the other people, that's my job. <laughs> job and yeah. this is my hobby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> funny to me i don't know why but anyway you were there you were in the office today and um for 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 a thing and uh and then afterwards we were talking about something oh so (laughs) we were just over lunch talking about reality tv and then i was like i mentioned this show i was like does anyone here remember about six months before survivor started there was a british show on channel 10 that was like boring survivor and it was like more realistic and everyone like had mysteries but it was a lot more boring and then and i thought it was really interesting because it was like a drama but it was real life because it was so early in the days of reality Mm -hmm. tv and then survivor came along and it was like oh my god it's like that show but with games yeah (laughs) Do you remember that show? Yeah, I think it was called Treasure Island. Fantastic. Absolutely. Of course you do. Now I'm sitting there and luckily uh, Mark Bonanno from Auntie Donna remembered the show and he took it from there. But I was like, I was just like, what? how is Mish? Like, I need Mish. I'm here like flailing about, like trying to make conversation with people being like, do you remember that show from 20 years ago that ran I for one the- season on yeah. Channel 10? <laughs> The best one ever where we both looked at each other and we're just like, oh, beautiful, was Changing Rooms. That yeah. that show was the best. No, I will never, like, I'm sure we've told this story before. I'm so sure we've told the story. But let's do a little MasterChef flashback. There was this moment, this very, very quick. So I used to live with Zach. Everyone knows this now. Uh, I lived with him in 2010. And I didn't know him when I moved in with him. Um, I mean, we were just kind of like doing getting to know you banter, ha, ha, whatever. And at this point, um, MasterChef was up to season two. Yeah. Uh, and I think... It was what you would call a cultural phenom. And back in 2010, free-to-air TV was definitely a thing. 
right? Oh, that yeah. is what we watched when we ate our curried sausages <laughs> or tuna <laughs> pasta. You'd come home from universe. Like the, yeah. the idea, like I feel like a different generation because oh, yeah. I think I'd come home from from Uni. from university yeah. and, and we as a university house would pop on the tally. Yeah, we would pop it on and it would be the news and then there would be Simpsons uh, and then uh, Sam Lingham would put on his DVD box set of skins. <laughs> <laughs> I remember saying, like, I hadn't been living there long enough and I didn't want to, like, I didn't want to step on toes because we only had the one TV. And I was like, oh, do you reckon we could pop on um, Channel 10 at 7.30? Uh, I'm really interested in watching MasterChef. Mm -hmm. And I look over, I look across the room and Zach's blue eyes hit my blue eyes and we both... Fucked. and And we were fucked from then on because it was just this deep understanding of not only do we like MasterChef, we love MasterChef. I just, I didn't say we were fucked. I said we fucked. Oh, and then Zach and I fucked. <laughs> we didn't But fuck. after we fucked, we did some pillow talk about MasterChef. <laughs> we didn't fuck. We didn't. We've never fucked. We've never fucked. We've, we've never, never come fucked. close to fucking. No, we've never come close to fucking. Yeah. I've never once considered the concept of fucking you, Zach. <laughs> To be very, very clear. But we do both love MasterChef. And if only I could find someone to fuck that loves MasterChef. No, you don't need that. You don't need that in your life. You know, you you fuck the ones you love. Mm. You talk MasterChef with that guy you do podcasts with (laughs) once a week. And, hey, if you want to hear more about MasterChef, you should check out our first podcast, (laughs) Recaps Recaps with Mission Zach. Have you listened to it recently? It's available wherever you get your podcasts. It's a great podcast. People still listen to it. I would say go and listen to it. If you haven't, it's very funny. Much more like there's a joke to it, which is that we're, it's the joke is that we're watching MasterChef in real time. In 2009. It's very funny. It's really funny. If we could ever be fucked, which we can't, Mm. we might one day revisit the recaps concept. It's the funniest idea that I've ever had with Zach. Like Mm. Zach and I had it together, but it's the funniest Still, the thought of it makes me smile, which in itself is so nice because we did that podcast for like two years mm. and I still, the concept of it is so <laughs> funny to me. It makes me want to do it again. We should. I mean, what <laughs> that, the fuck are we doing mental? here? Because when we got to the end of recaps, we were just like, let's never do recaps again. Yeah. That killed us. But now that time funny. has passed and all I've done is watch ER for the last three and a half months, I'm now like, oh, I'd fucking There's something love to, to do a recap Do you know what? Again. Like, this is, I love, I, here's, a, here's the thing, right? Leguizamarama, for me as a human being, mm. has been better. Oh, 100%. It's 100%. opened me up. It's re-exposed me to genres of films I hadn't watched for a long time. Like, I'm well back into, like, genre films mm-hmm. thanks to this. Yeah. And I'm, like, it, my appreciation for casting, for actors, for, like, so many things and for films. Like, I'm back on films. Like, I feel like mm. I, I love films, but this has really gotten me back into, like, what mm. like. Oh, 100%. Because it's often I find, like, when I sit down to watch television or it's mm. like I should watch a movie I end up watching trash or I end up on my phone mm. whereas this project that I'm doing with you Zach Tom can you put some really like meaningful lovely music? actually Tom don't worry about it I'm gonna do it okay this project that I've done with you Zach has allowed me to watch film because I feel like I have to and it's reignited my love for film I've never seen before that's great. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> for me, do you know what it's done for do me? Do you want me to do the music? No, that will be very distracting. No, I'm going to do it. 
For me, Mish, what happened is I got so in my head and about the films I should be watching that I should be engaging with. And I would be sitting there, and I love a great film. Um, you know, The Passion of St. Joan, uh, the phenomenal silent film, is one of my favourite movies of all time. But what this has taught me to do is just get back to enjoying movies. You want to watch a weekly that has a bad score on Rotten Tomatoes? Watch it, man, and have a blast. My passion for film is back. And it also has helped me be more positive. Because the, the off chance that John Leguizamo might be listening. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? I don't think he has. I don't no. think he gives a shit. I think he knows about us and probably... Th- I reckon... I reckon at this stage I can say comfortably he has said to someone in his life, whether it's someone in his family, a manager, a mate, someone, there's a podcast about me. Yeah. I reckon he's said that. It's so, funny. And I, it, might even, it might even be, there's a podcast about me, two people from Australia. Yeah. It might have even gone that far. Do you know, maybe... And they release them every week because he likes every post we put up. Do you know what I think, where I think it's come up? I reckon, like, maybe there was a conversation about whether he should tour to Australia and someone's <clears> gone, do you have a... Or, or like, should, like, like he, maybe he's done a live show and they've talked touring. Should we tour it outside mm. of America? And someone's gone, do you have a following in the UK? And he goes, well, maybe, you know, mm. do you have a following here? Maybe. And they're like, do you have a following in Australia? He's like, I couldn't say. There is a podcast about me mm. there. And they'd go, mm. oh. I reckon even more so it's like he, he found out about it or like he saw it and like one of his kids walked past and was just like, do you listen to podcasts? Because mm. Johnny Legs does. And he's been on a couple. He was on Conan. Just, he's done a couple of podcasts. He'd be like, there's one about me. Yeah. That's what I reckon's happening. Yeah. And his kids were probably just like, oh, that's cool. I think it's like Can flattering. Can I have 10 grand? Flattering. <laughs> he was like, weird. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I live in like a some, I don't know where he lives. And I don't want to know. That's No, me. no, no. We don't want to know that stuff. Um, but the fact that he might be listening has shifted my, my view of things to be more positive And that's been so healthy because mm. everyone's so negative about shit now. Mm. If they don't like a movie, it's not just enough to be like, I didn't care for that yeah. movie. It's not just enough to be like, I liked all of these things, but it didn't work for me. Yeah. Now it's like, I hated that movie and here's all the reasons why I hated it. Yeah. And I've gotten very sucked into that and I'm so glad I'm like out of that fucking slipstream. Yeah, 100%. Because it's like, these are the 10 reasons why this movie sucked. And then you know how like people start like saying things that they they probably liked about the movie, but they just like flip it around Mm -hmm. where they go like, I really like that actor and they're really good in the film, but they're completely wasted. Yeah. It's like, why don't you just say I really like that actor and they're really good in that film? Yeah. Unfortunately, I didn't like the film because... The big turning point for me was when we watched The Take. I don't remember what number episode that was, but yeah. when we did The Take, it was like I saw the cover and was like, oh, God, I bet this is going to be shit. Yeah. And I went into it going, this is going to be one of his shitty middling thrillers. It's going to suck. And it was so... F- it's still in my top five Johnny Legs movies that I hadn't seen previously. Yes. Yeah. Does yes. that make sense? So yes. I've got a top five and they're all movies I'd seen before we started the podcast. But easily the take is in my top five Johnny Legs projects that I had not seen before I started the podcast. Top five Johnny Legwood discoveries. Johnny Legwood Leguistoveries. 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 Yeah, totally. Yeah. And you know what? There's also been so much to like... Watching a movie that he did like in the 90s 
that's pretty good. Mm. And I watch it and I go, oh, that was that was a good that was good. Mm. It was a good way to pass a couple of hours. And being like being like like that's fine. Mm. And you don't have to dig any further. Mm. And the way we like talk incessantly about Marvel movies, me, the boys. Yeah, when you say we, you mean you. We, the boys. Yeah, you, the boys. We, the boys, the men, the 30-year-old men. We love to just talk around and around and around and around and around. And it's like they're all fine. They're all pretty good. They're they're fun. Mm. Stop asking it to be great. Yeah. Stop pretending that it's shit. Yeah. It's it's really good, talented people that are good at what they do, doing something fine. Yeah. That's that's that conversation done. Yeah. Stop being like, oh, it, it should have been brilliant. Why? Where, what <laughs> evidence have you ever been given that this was going to be brilliant? Or the flip of it, which is like, like, oh, that's actually brilliant. The way the superhero flies around. Oh God. <laughs> Zach, yeah. I have so thoroughly enjoyed this conversation with you. It's been fantastic. But at not one point have we mentioned why we're here. You were meant to throw to me. I know. I forgot to nah, throw to you. That was my fault. I started talking. All right, Mish, why are we here? I'll tell you why we're here. Yeah, it's like, don't throw to me. I don't know. <laughs> this is the Iara wrap-up. Iara Rama wrap-up. Iara wrap-up. Iara wrap up. Iara Rama wrap up, I think, is easy. Yeah, that's better. But yeah. I think Iara wrap up. <laughs> Iara wrap up. It's like it's combining Iara Rama and yeah. wrap up okay. as though ER doesn't exist as a word. It's the <laughs> Iara wrap up. <laughs> anyway. So this um, is the Iara wrap up. We felt mm, we've just done three and a half three months. Three and a half months of ER. Which has been a delight. I was, I was not looking forward to it. No. I really wasn't because I was like, this is going to be some, some bullshit. It's going to add this. If we do this for mm. all of them, this is going to add like a year and a half to this project. No, oh, yeah. No, we can't. We've got, we what? have to watch all of Bloodline. Bloodline season two. And three. He's not in season. Oh, he's in three. He's in three. I still love the idea of not watching season one. I would hate that. I can't not watch season one of a show like that. Then we have literally no idea what's going on. That's funny. All right. We'd like, I, I'll put it to, I will put it to the listener. No, they're going to choose the funny thing. Um, trust me on this. If you, if you don't, if you want to watch episode one, we keep it in house. Like season one. If you want to watch season we one, keep we house. keep it in house. And we, we, because if you throw it to them, they'll choose the funny thing. I have to, I have to watch season one of Bloodline. But do you? Yeah. Wouldn't it be funny for like, It would be, but guy? I wouldn't enjoy it. Yeah, but they will, the listener. I'm not we're not doing this for us, we're doing it for No, nah, fuck you. We, we are doing this for us. <laughs> if we were doing it for you, we would have kept doing uh recaps. Exactly. We would be on season three of Australian Idol by now. Ah, oh, we should go back we should do recaps. Yeah, essentially again. we yeah. will. Um basically we just wanted to do a big, because it was such a big three and a half months and it just felt weird ending it like we did last week. Mm. Um, we're going to do a proper wrap up of what happened and what it, what ER has meant to us. We want you to think of this. It's not dissimilar to a regular episode, mm. but what we're doing is we're looking at the entire Clemente era mm. of ER as a single thing. We're going to give it a Leguistamo rating right at the end. Do I know what that rating is? No. no I don't. I haven't thought about it. Do I know what I'm going to say for the next 20 to 25 minutes? No. No. Haven't thought about that. We just felt it would be a good idea to look at it in a holistic sense because those network writers sure as hell didn't. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. <laughs> um, well, I mean, let's just start off with it being the most insane roller coaster of a character arc ever. Imagine... If they, someone cut, don't do this. Mm. Sometimes we say things like imagine and we're like hoping for the little Photoshop job. Don't do this because I won't watch it. It will be a waste of your time. If you're listening and you're like, oh. Oh, I know what you're about to say. Do not do this. Do not do it because I'm not going to watch it. What Zach's about to say is the most fucked up thing. And if you do this, as much as it's like, whoa, we appreciate that you did that. Our first thought will be this person's so fucked. Like it'll be funny. So funny. But I'm not going to, no one's going to watch it. So it would be a waste of your time. Yeah, it would be a big waste of your time. If you want to do anything, uh, make a little picture for us and we'll share it. Yeah, I'd love a picture. Maybe we'll share it. What's the thing that would be funny? I don't want to promise anything on that Instagram. So, (laughs) because I don't, I don't help. Oh, I look, that's another thing. Like we're jumping all over the place now. I run the Instagram and I know it's been fucking pitiful. But as I said that, it sounded like a swipe. The issue is I don't help with it. Shouldn't have started it. Maybe we should start a TikTok. <laughs> anyway, what was the funny thing that someone could do? Edit it all together. As Don't do thing. that. Don't do it. Because what a fucking roller coaster that would be. Oh my god, it's just, it's insane. So he comes in and he's this quick thinking, sharp, stern doctor who pretends he's dying mm. to see what his staff will do, and he introduces himself. I'm Victor Clemente, and you just killed me. Yeah, wow. What, what a way to And so it was just like hit in the face. And I instantly think he's going to be a cunt. Mm. This guy's going to be the cunt of the season and he's going to be stern. But I, in my head I was like, no, but he's going to have this soft side that comes out. Like, And then like, we, when he brought, brings in the baby monkey, I was like, here it is. Here's the soft side. And it was this wonderful, wonderful like punch in the guts. Clemente is here. And then what What happened? <laughs> Well, so, because I was expecting the same thing. That's a great question. What were you expecting out of that first episode? I was expecting an Aaron Sorkin-esque. Yes. He's a cunt. Or in the case of the Nicole Kidman Lucy one. Yeah. She's a cunt. But usually he's a cunt. But gosh dang it, he gets results. Yeah. That's the Aaron Sorkin arc 90% of the time. Yes. You know what I mean? Jeez, he's a cunt. Yeah, but don't I get results? Yeah. God damn it, you, you do. do. You do get the results. Two and a half hours of of that. Yeah. You watch any Aaron Sorkin. No, 90% of Aaron 90% Sorkin of stuff is that. Um, and that's what I was expecting. I was expecting, God, he's a cunt, but he's right. Because that, you know, that energy of like, I got all these new ideas. He loved his new ideas. Mm-hmm. But I thought there would also be a bit of a, an arc of him learning you know, you've got all these cool ideas. You got you read all these books. You do all this, mm. but here in Chicago, at this ER, yeah. sometimes you have to you have to like yeah 
you know, you, you, you got to you, put your foot down. That's great that you love the books, but right now we got to save this kid's life. Absolutely. That's what we thought. But then very quickly after that, he became a, uh, an odd, cheeky, borderline sex pest mm. <laughs> where he started making weird sexual jokes at every single female at the hospital. Mm. Um, was, this a, was this the monkey episode? Was bit this after. The same bit time? after. Because the monkey episode was certainly... Um, that was his second episode. That was... We had not established yeah, enough of this character. I think it was the second. It was the second or the third. Not, we had not established enough before he brought in a baby monkey. We were still building our image of Clemente, and I think this was meant to be a turn. Yeah. But it was like, I'm, st- I'm just folding this into yeah. who I think Clemente is. Yeah. So he's a, he's a cunt that gets results mm. but has a soft spot for monkeys, and then... He's also a and cheeky then, sex pest. Yeah, and then around about the sex pest time, it's very clear that Johnny Legs had to go and do Ice Age or something yeah. because he's only there for five minutes an episode, often making sexual jokes at the expense of the women at the hospital mm. um, and then every once in a while having a fight with practical magic. There was that but whole... There was a bit of that, wasn't there? Yeah, there was this like weird little tension between him and practical magic which ended really oddly. Was was just kind of went, oh, we'll just do it this way. Okay, a handshake. And then Practical Magic was the head of the ER. Yeah, now Practical Magic. I think as well. I now he's say, a baby daddy. Now he's a baby daddy. Yeah. I think as well another issue is you you can't sometimes watching a movie or a show, particularly an ensemble show, mm. where you've put all the weight behind one character. Yeah. Makes Makes a lopsided viewing experience, and it's purely in the behold. The behold. I think every character's arc. If we look at any character in this show, I'm sorry to cut it off. We'll get back to what happens. Yeah, that's fine. But I think if you look at any character's arc over these thirteen episodes, any one of them, mm-hmm. from Practical Magic, oh, it's to, as cooked as the to next. Bend it like Beckham. Yeah. Any and all of them have the wildest fucking arcs. Oh my god! Can I just say? I just remembered then. Just whatever happened to Uncle Jesse from Full House, and Bend it like Beckham. Remember how Uncle Jesse was a paramedic, and they were like, "What happened there?" Uncle Jesse. Where's Uncle Jesse? Where's Uncle Jesse? He, Uncle Jesse pops up as a paramedic in one episode, a really full-on one. And then, and then like Beckham was going to become... No, was she going to become a paramedic or was she just doing ride-along? Just doing ride-along. Um, and But she was like, oh, I'm married. And then her husband rocks up and Uncle Jesse's like, mm, well, I'll be back. There's very much that, like, they're going to they're gonna bone. Mm. Bend it like Beckham and Uncle Jesse are going to mm. bone. And then he just never comes back. And then she has this whole other arc with her husband. It's like he doesn't exist. I reckon, do you want to know my theory? And this applies to John Leguizamo as well. I reckon they were in the latter seasons Mm. and they were just like casting, like they were like, if we can get Uncle Jesse from Full House, oh, my God. Mm. If we can get that guy from Moulin Rouge. Oh, 100%. Oh, my God. And then they've come to them with that as their playing card, like, fuck, we'll do anything to get you on the show. Mm. And then they've come back with, I'm not available and then they've gone, that's fine. Do you reckon they really had to work that hard to get Uncle Jesse? No, but I, don't, I think they played all their cards at once. Oh, I understand. I think they were like, Uncle Jesse, we want you in this show and, and real bad. And he said, well, I'm only available these dates. And they said, we'll make it work. Yeah. And the producers did that and then they just like threw that at the writers and they're like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. We get Uncle Jesse for three episodes? Yeah. <laughs> 
Why? Why you do? But you have to make him a love interest. It's part of the. Club. Why you do this? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like just wait till we bring you until we get fold Tucci in. <laughs> what are you fucking talking about? And I think that's what they've done. And I think that this, I think that this show was a series of moving puzzle pieces for mm. the writers, and they just went with it. Oh, absolutely. The the, I, the concept of the writers' room for ER is let's just they have a sign that says just go with it. I think the they ER... do. They have a sign that's massive that and everything they ever learnt at writing school. Everything they ever learned at university, they've had to throw out the window. And every time they're just like, this doesn't make sense. They have to look up and read together. Just, just go, go with, with it. it. I think the writer's room of ER, I imagine it to be as hectic and as crazy and as like kinetic as the ER itself that we see on the show. Absolutely. I imagine there's 50 writers 100%. and everyone walking around. I also think they have a mantra of, that's for the next episode. Oh, yeah. So yeah. I reckon someone was like, um, I reckon Bender like Beckham and Uncle Jesse should have a thing. Yeah. And then I reckon some intern or some, like, mm. writing assistant was like, but wait a second, isn't Uncle Jesse, like, wrapping up after that episode yeah. for the season? And they were just like, haven't you heard? Just leave it till the next episode. But also there could be that element of we could get them next season. We're chatting with their agent at the moment and we could, he might come back. Like he has a big free spot next year. So let's leave his story arc just super open. Yeah. Super open. Because, yeah. Because he might come back. Yeah, I think there's just like a, yeah, we've got to leave it open. Mm. He's doing Fuller House in 10 years' time. <laughs> There's a lot of talk of doing Fuller House. They keep talking about Fuller House. But between now and Fuller House. Yeah. Do you know what I realised the other day? Oh, mm. this is one of those podcasts. Do you know what I... <laughs> it was one of those podcasts about ten minutes in. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what I realised the other day is Brady Bunch, the movie. Yeah. The distance between Brady Bunch, the TV show, and Brady Bunch, the movie. Mm. I think that show was in the 70s, right? It ran until the 70s. Yes. So the distance between the Brady Bunch TV show and the Brady Bunch, the movie, was about 20 years, which is now the distance between Friends and now. Oh, my God. And I just thought, could you imagine if you did Friends, the movie, with a whole new cast? Oh, my God. That's made me feel fucked up. Isn't that, like, fucking wild? I want to be friends the movie with a whole new cast. You know the question of is there any movie where the sequel is better than the first movie? Yeah. And there's only very few examples. In my opinion, the Brady Bunch, the second movie, is better than the first. Fuck. I just rewatched the first one. Yeah. And I've been tossing up whether I should rewatch the, the second, second one. The second one is I, it's so campy and just oh, so great. it's delicious. Yeah, it, it stops... It, it kind of, from memory, and I do not remember. So I'm saying from memory and I don't remember. But from memory, it leaves the, it's less invested in the contrast of the Bradys being in the 90s oh. and it just goes into the fucked world of the Bradys. Yes, yeah? yes. Yeah. It does and they have just a couple of elements of people from the 90s being like, what the fuck is wrong with all of you? And then being like, woohoo. Do you know what was wild? I mean, I rewatched. <laughs> I think I may have talked about this. When I rewatched The Brady Bunch, I was like, who is the neighbour? The wife? I'm like, she is so funny. It's Kim... Um, isn't it Kim Cattrall? No. no. It's... Um, oh, I can't remember her name, but the actress from Hacks. Have you seen Hacks? Isn't it Kim Cattrall? No. 
It's not. This whole time. That's a that's a Mandela effect moment. No, well, what's crazy, right? The one is like, one of your boys come inside and I'll make you a sandwich. Because it does make sense that it'd be Kim Cattrall. No, it's, um, oh, I can't remember her name, but she's having a real moment at the moment. She was in um, I know exactly who you're Watchmen. About. She's yep. in Hats. Yeah, I know exactly who and you're talking about. And it was this about. thing of like, I watched it and I'm like, who is this person? She's amazing. Why isn't she in more things? And then just suddenly it's like the rest of the world thought the same thing. Gene Smart. Gene Smart. Like maybe maybe um, Brady Bunch, the movie, was on uh, Netflix yep. a couple of years back and everyone else had the same thought of just yeah, like, maybe. fuck, we got to make – she's so good in that movie. In Brady Bunch? She's so oh, she's fucked so up. Funny. Well, she wants to fuck Greg. That's really oh, cool. <laughs> It's really funny. <laughs> um, we should jump back into his story arc. Yes, yeah, come on, so baby. after he was a, he did his weird, like, sexual jokes, like, five minutes per episode, mm-hmm. then we jump into mysterious Clemente with a secret past. Yes. Because in comes the ex-girlfriend or lover named Jody. Yes. Um, and they're like, oh, something's happened in your past and I'm back, and then they, they fuck at the hospital. Yes. Yes. Sorry, you keep talking, but I'm, my dog is making weird noises in the next <laughs> room. <laughs> just like you banging check. shit. Um, so we've got Clemente. Zach's just gone to go check on his dog, so I'm just going to talk at you guys for a bit. <laughs> what? She's doing this thing. She's doing this thing <laughs> where we give her a Kong. You know Kongs? They're yeah, like yeah. Uh, stuffed uh, rubber toys and mm. you stuff. Food uh, in them. Food in them, mushy food. And she's figured out if she takes it in her mouth and throws it in the air, when it lands on the floor, it spills out food. Yeah, my dog realised that with toys as well. And it's He's so broken fun. so many treat toys. <laughs> like, it's also like I gave her the Kong to keep her quiet while we were doing this and now she's like throwing I, it around the so house. So my dog requires quite a bit of stimulation. Mm. So I was told by multiple professionals to get him a whole bunch of enrichment toys, which are like uh, toys that you stuff treats in and then they have to kind of do a puzzle to get them out. I'm like, yeah, great, I'll do that. I spent an obscene amount of money on these toys to only give them to my dog that within 30 seconds he realised that if he picks it up in his mouth and smashes it against a wall, it breaks and all the treats come out. Do you know there's a lot of um, people listening right now that are going, well, that's an enrichment because he figured that out. Well, that's cool. That was an enrichment that cost me $242 one day. <laughs> yeah, don't do the ones that break. No, don't do those. So, anyway, Clemente so has now, a lover. He has a lover and she's married to a crooked cop. Oh, yeah, I forgot about the whole wire thing. And so they, yeah. It and just so, goes full the wire. Full the wire. And then they um, decide that they're in love, even though the first episode she's back, it's very clear that they're very hostile towards each other. But they then all of a sudden they're in love. But not only are they in love, but they're junkies. <laughs> This is like, you can't make this shit up. So they run away. Like, he's a doctor. He's a surgeon. He's a well-paid man. But for some reason, when he runs away with his miso, they get a danky shit apartment somewhere, strip naked and just snort drugs off each other's naked bottoms. Well, quoting Shakespeare... Mm. Which is a bit of a thing with with legs. That he yeah. loves quoting Shakespeare. Yeah, he was quoting Shakespeare. Anyway, um, then he nearly gets shot by her crazy husband. Yeah. And then he, they were all like, oh, I reckon it was Johnny Legs. It could have been Johnny Legs that did it. He could have killed <laughs> Zach's dog has now come in here and just decided to make a bloody ruckus. <laughs> Mabel, you all right, babe? She wants to get under the blanket. Do you want me to put the blanket on you? 
Yeah, mm. you keep talking. I'll find a blanket <laughs> for her. Mabel, well, you're ruining our podcast. She's cold. She just had a bath. Yeah. Anyway, um, and then uh, then we get Clemente trying to get his life back, but he he can't sleep because. The crazy ex-husband is tormenting him by sending him dead stuff. And then he has a full-on psychotic breakdown. So this is what, this is, that's the arc. That is the arc of Clemente. Tell me that is not the craziest character arc that you've ever heard of. But that being said, if we decided we wanted to follow Bendit like Beckham's character arc, we'd probably find it equally as insane. If we decided we wanted to follow Uncle Jesse and do a podcast like completely dedicated to... <laughs> to completely dedicated to Uncle Jesse, then that's equally as insane. I don't know. ER character arcs are wobbly and beautiful and I love them, but now I have officially broken down inside, but also I've broken down Victor Clemente's. What a wild arc. journey. Sorry, Tom, you can cut this next bit. Uh, you can describe. I should describe what happened. She likes getting under a blanket. She was just digging a hole. Like, she was trying to dig under the blanket on her bed. And um, I put the blanket on her, so she just started walking around like a spooky ghost. <laughs> with the blanket on her. Are we cutting that part? Nah, it's nah, fine. Nah, fuck it. Oh, anyway. You can follow um, Mabel on, on her Instagram. That is our official breakdown of ER. <laughs> Fucking hell. Do you have any final thoughts, Zach? One, thank God we didn't watch it in one go like the original plan. Two. Oh, my God. That would have killed me. Two. Um, I've really enjoyed watching one thing. Mm. And I'm not anticipating having to watch two-hour movies again. Mm. Three. I love the ER and I love watching a bit of network television and I really get why people watch network te- binge network television. Mm. I do have a question that we can cut this bit, but we don't have to. No. With, this is a genuine question because I want to know what they would like. With Bloodline, for example, would you like us to do a podcast episode per episode of Bloodline? Or would you like us to kind of break it into like four episode parts, which we can do, but it will take longer? Yeah, that's a great question. That's a genuine question because we've loved doing ER. I'm not apologizing to anyone. He's like, that was shit and I was wanting the pest. Like, I don't care. We enjoyed ER. Can I just say? Do you want the same kind of thing? Do you want a bloodline-arama? Bloodline-arama. And to all those people saying, have you guys done the pest yet? No, we haven't done Chef yet. My favorite John Leguizamo movie. Yeah. I don't think we've done we Romeo done... and Juliet yet. We have. We did that with Zoe Coombsma. Oh, that's great. <laughs> if we were to do them all at once, then there would be nothing left. We're trying to spread yeah, them out. We're spreading them out. I listen sometimes to a podcast about Disneyland rides. They haven't done Haunted Mansion yet. And, well, here's a fun fact. Here's a little spoiler. We will be watching Summer of Sam soon. Have you just made that call? Yes, I really want to watch it. Yeah, thanks. I'm glad. <laughs> yeah, you're happy That's with great. that? Yeah, yeah, yeah We'll yeah, watch fantastic. Summer of Sam soon and I, will tell, I won't tell the listeners now, but I'll tell you later the person who's asked if they can do that with us. Oh, great. Yeah, there is a specific Very comedian who has asked if they can do that movie with us. Leguistamos, shall we? Yeah. All right. So th- we're giving a Leguistamo for the whole Victor Clemente experience. The, uh, what I like to call the Clemente era. I am going to give it four and a half Leguistamos because Damn. with an incredibly wobbly character arc, you get so many Leguizamos. Yeah. And we saw a, an array 
of Leguizamo. We saw him do a bit of comedy. Mm-hmm. We saw him do the drama, which we I love so much. There was even that weird horror five minutes that we got at one mm-hmm. point. Love um, that. It get, and it, it was just full Leguizamo. And every single time he was on screen, he stole it and he smashed it. And I'm so proud of him for getting that role. Um, so four and a half from me. Mish, I'm so glad that we've done this um ERama recap mm. uh, because I think that this is a strange thing as I've talked through the Clemente era mm-hmm. where in a strange way when you look at the whole mm. it's greater than the sum of its parts for exactly the reasons you were just describing I think you captured it perfectly and if I were to dig in too much I think I'd just repeat what you were saying mm-hmm. in in moments episode by episode where I'd say where's the consistency why are we doing this now where are we going oh I was hoping for a better this that and the other what I didn't realize is we were building a tapestry a collage Absolutely. if you will a one where you break up the t- a mosaic, mm-hmm. where you break up the tiles. And ma- this is what we were building. Mm-hmm. When you follow it linearly, like a story, mm-hmm. like, you know, what th- we were being sold, yep. doesn't work. No. When you watch it episode by episode and you don't focus so much on one character, it does work. But I'll tell you when it really shines is when you step back and you look at it where, like God looking at his creation, you look at the start and the end as though it were one. Jesus Not Christ. through time, but as a single thing. And what I saw was one of the most complex, whole, fascinating, interesting performances by John Leguizamo. Whew. He had big dick jokes. Big he dick jokes. He quoted Shakespeare. Mm. He did horror. He, he snorted cocaine off a sexy Italian woman's butt. Mm-hmm. He did everything you could possibly want and more, and that is why I am giving <coughs> the entire arc five Leguistamos. It's not a Leguizamo rhyme, though. I'm sorry. I wish I'd spoken first. Yeah. Because I could have swayed you. <laughs> yeah, look, no, it doesn't get a full five from me, but it's a really solid four and a half. Um, cool. Uh, thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week with our 100th, 100th episode. Um, and in true Mission Zag style, we have not planned anything big, big for it. But we're going to talk about it now. <laughs> um, Tom, what should you play us out with this week? Something uh, about goodbye because we're, never, we're not going to watch it. Uh, play Goodbye My Lover by James Blunt. Yeah. yeah. All right, everyone. Uh, Tom, if you can get the, the vocal track of Goodbye My Lover... Mm-hmm. And just the vocal track, and that's not hard to do. The vocal track of Goodbye My Lover over the ER theme would be my number one preference. Jesus Christ. But if you can't easily access the vocal, I don't need, if it's it doesn't not need easily to make accessible. work. It, it does not need to work musically. If it's not easily accessible, Tom, um, I want you to just read the lyrics for us. Over, over the ER theme tune. Over the tune. ER theme tune. <laughs> All right, see you later, guys. Bye bye. Goodbye, my lover. You have been the one for me Goodbye, my lover Goodbye, my friend You have been the one You have been the one for me Imagine 
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.